What's going on, family? This is Pastor Paul for Free Life Community Church, and you are listening to Practicum Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and man, it's really good to be back. I took a week off uh, last week to observe Mother's Day. Um, it was a great, great Mother's Day Sunday. Actually, um, I highly, highly recommend you guys to tune in uh, and go to our fi- uh, not Facebook YouTube page and check out the sermon from our sister Brittany, who gave our Mother's Day sermon. It was powerful. It was really practical, uh, and I think I'm going to upload the sermon on this podcast very, very soon. So wait for that. But in the meantime, go check out uh, the sermon portion of the service. Um, from two weeks ago, right, for our Mother's Day uh, Sunday. Um, And so hope you guys will enjoy that. And thank you guys so much for all your prayers and all your support uh, in this podcast where we are trying to live out the word practically as we can and not in a practical way of just functionality and how we can use the word of God, but how the word of God uh, is being um, lived out in our daily life, in our journey. Uh, I had some questions of like, is this podcast about like, how do we use the word of God in our own uh, life, in our own way? Um, Not necessarily. I think this podcast is to inform, teach, but also, um, you know, grasp the word of God the best we can. And how do we apply uh, the biblical foundations, uh, some of the some of the biblical teachings uh, into our life to integrate in our lives so that we can be led by the spirit. We could be led by the word of God. So what is driving us, what is leading us uh, is the word of God. Uh, and we believe that the word of God comes from God. Amen. Uh, so thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Last week, we started a new sermon series called Power, and I thought that this was um, important for us to learn because especially here in North America, especially in Southern California, we struggle with this word, right? We struggle with this word power. Um, Some people abuse power. Some people don't know what it means. Some people don't know how to be confident in the power that they have. And what do I mean by power? Well, I gave a little story in the Bible talking about Peter uh, going to the synagogue and seeing a lame man in front of the gates, the gates that that are called beautiful. And a lame man was there asking for money. And Peter knew that he was asking for money because even in the verse says is gold and silver. I have none, but I can give you something that is worth way, way more. And that is the power of God. That is the gospel of Jesus Um, And I think that's what I think Um, we as followers of Jesus. And if you don't follow Christ and if you're just listening to this for the first time, we might have to reconsider what power means. I think a lot of the times when people talk about power, it's this ultra, ultra strength uh, that we have to do anything. Right. Whether that's mental power, physical power, emotional power and, and, and the ability to take on every challenge. Right. Um, I remember when I was young, um, you know, one of the ways that that we boys showed off who we are is how much we can lift more, right? In high school, some of you guys realize that how much can we bench? And the more you bench, the more power that you have. Um, and so as I got older and older, I realized that doesn't mean much. <laughs> Lifting a lot or running the fastest or, or whatever uh, achievements that the world wants from us doesn't really mean much at the end. 
because at the end of the day, if you do believe in, um, you know, what's after this life and I believe in heaven, we can't take that to heaven. So what's the point of holding on to it? The Bible tells us that, um, you know, what's the point of, of, of having your treasures uh, here on earth when your treasures already in stored in heaven uh, when we decide to follow Christ? Um, and so I think even this, um, this attribute of power, we must understand. So, so we talked about three things real quick about how do we understand power is number one, that God is power foundationally God is power. If we believe in what the word says, we read in Genesis 1 where God says, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. I don't know when's the last time anybody created the heavens and the earth or could create the heavens and the earth, which is God. And so I think we have to understand that God is power, not just God has power. God is power. You know, when you have something, you've acquired it, right? You've gained it. But when you are, you just are. You're innate. That character is in you. You didn't build it. You, you, didn't, you didn't acquire it. It's in you. And that's what power is in God. And so it's not like God had to work himself up to create the heavens. He had to work himself up to, to, to create the, the, the things that we have, the natural things that we have. No, he just said it out of his word. He had it already. And that type of power we do not have as humans. I don't care how much we try or how much we think who we are. So that's the first thing we have to acknowledge. God is power. God is the creator. God has the authority. And some of the times in, in our life, you know, we think that, that we just have this certain type of power over even people, over our circumstances, over our situations. I think that when we, when we know that God is power, there's a, there's a humility aspect to this. There's, there's a benefit of, of knowing that we're not all powerful because what happens when that power runs out or what happens when you finally realize that you're not as strong as you think? You're not as strong as you think. So number one is realizing this understanding of God is power. And number two is God revealed his power through his son, Jesus Christ. When God brought his son or an incarnate himself in a, a form of a man, that was a very tricky uh, for me, a tricky, even a dangerous thing to do for God, because God could have came down and shown all his glory and people would have just been wiped out. Right. And even in the Bible, when Moses went up to the mountain, he couldn't even face the glory of God. So God, that's what that's what God could have done instantaneously, because God is power. But that's not what God did. How did he reveal his power? Well, again, this understanding of power in our terms sometimes or in society's terms is the more you have, the more you acquire, the more you achieve, that's going to be your power. And you can use that power. And you can in this world. But I think when we understand how God came to this earth in a man called Jesus, fragile, and it's not like he came in this big old form. He came as a baby. And, and, and we've seen Jesus grow up into a man who is also God. So just imagine this, this, this fullness of God being, being in this human flesh, the type of surrendering, the type of knowledge, the type of wisdom that Jesus had. There's, again, humility factor to this, knowing that the creator of the world will walk amongst us in a human form named Jesus. And how did even Jesus reveal his power, right? Even the disciples or, uh, were saying, 
not just disciples, but the, but, but the people of God were saying when he was entering the city of Jerusalem, Hosanna, Hosanna, right? Literally saying, save us, save us, because you are the king. Jesus the king, characterizing as this, this warrior, wiping out all that is the systems that are oppressing the people. But what did he do, actually? He washed feet. What did he do? He had no home. How did he live with his disciples on the road? How did he demonstrate his power? Even though he did miracles, how did he demonstrate? Releasing his godness by being sacrificed on the cross. Releasing the, 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 the thing or releasing his characteristic of God. His, not just his characteristic and his power of God, but his identity in God being released on the cross through suffering so that we can be saved. Because there, had, there has to be a ransom that needs to be paid. And Jesus paid that ransom. That's power. And so how do we live that out? Well, I think relationally, living a sacrificial life, right? Even the Bible tells us live a sacrificial life. Live a life that is about giving to others. Live a life that is about compassion. Living a life that is about mercy. No matter how much you have, no matter how much you require, acquire, releasing that type of power so that others may feel of worth. And this is what Jesus was trying to teach us. And that's what he said in the Bible. You cannot serve two masters. And this is so important for Christians today, especially with all everything that's going on, thinking that we can acquire, thinking that we can have everything of the world and still Live a life of holiness. And maybe this is something that's controversial. But, but I do feel like that there's going to be a tug as you journey. Which way do I go? Right? How much should I get? How, uh, the types of ambitions I have. Because there's a reason why Jesus you can't serve two masters. There's a reason why Jesus said to the rich young ruler, let go of all your possessions. Because ultimately it's going to consume us. And that's the fall of man. Ultimately, it's going to consume us. Ultimately, the things of the world will control us. Even this idea of, of being good, right? That's idolizing who you are rather than knowing that we need of a savior. Knowing that Jesus came here to save us. Doesn't matter how good you are, right? We always talk about, well, you know, even in your sins and all that stuff. That's great. But no matter how good you are, no matter how perfect deed you do, that cannot save you, right? That cannot save you. Only the blood of Christ can. So understanding that power has been revealed through Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice on the cross, that, that, that's the, that's the um, I think that's the understanding that, that we have to live our life living like Jesus. And number third is power that's been given th- to us through the Holy Spirit. And this is a a subject that we don't talk about a lot is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. You guys see how I said person and not just an activating agent? A third person of the Trinity. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit takes shape. The Holy Spirit comes to our hearts to transform us and mold us and become our helpers, become our guide. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It becomes our guide. 
And we always have to remember, it doesn't become our guide to do greater, greater things. No, it becomes our guide to do what? To point us back to Christ. To point us back to Jesus. is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we understand the power of the Holy Spirit is the understanding that we must continuously go to the cross. We must continuously come to Jesus and say, I am in need of a Savior. We must lessen ourselves, right? The Bible tells us this too. We must be last in order to be first. We must become weaker to be stronger. Letting go of who we are so that we can be filled by the Holy Spirit. Letting go who we are so we can sit still with God and allow God to change our mind, God to change our hearts. It is only then and only then we will know what power is because that's how Jesus showed us. If Jesus was the type of person that came in with authority, uh, the type of authority to, to, to just wipe out everything, Every evil thing, just wipe it out because I have the power to do so. Then, then I think that it would have been done, right? Jesus would have won in that way, and that's it. But no, how did he do it? By serving, being tortured, and being obedient to death. So, my friends, as you journey this week, maybe reconsider the understanding that you have of power. Because I think the more and more we dig into the word of God, we will know what true power means. And that is to go to the cross, to love Jesus and to be like Jesus here on earth through the Holy Spirit. Amen, y'all. Peace.